Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is one of my favorite people on the planet. She is the certified foodie of Lexington and spends her time sharing the history, love, and community of our hometown through delicious dishes. She is the founder of Bites of the Bluegrass, an interactive food and beverage tour of Lexington, and she is a true goddess. You are going to love her. Here is Erin Goins. so good the body is bodying okay the body is body i needed that today too i uh, i'm on that skinny shot so lord knows i'm i'm trying to drop it girl it is like in all the right places oh it thanks is, you i will say it. that i do feel like the lord did put all this stuff exactly where it should yes <laughs> now have you always kind of had this big personality that kind of draws people in because that is what you do oh well that's sweet um i don't know I, you know, it can. It's hard to be aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm well, and people are all the time saying things like, "You were born to do this," or, yeah. "Or oh, your energy." They say, and I, I'm completely unaware of it. It's just, mm. how, it's just how I am. I don't uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you're just the way you are. Yeah, and yeah. you're not. I'm not doing anything consciously. It's just, I guess, how I am. I don't know. So. Tell us a little bit about how your story started, how you found yourself in Lexington, how Bites of the Bluegrass got started. Tell me everything. Sure. So I was actually born, I'll start at the beginning, in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, My parents both grew up in Washington, D.C. My father went to law school at UVA and took his first law job out of school, is how they Mm. told it to me anyway. And so we ended up in Kentucky uh, that way. I grew up largely in Laurel County mm-hmm. uh, watching Stacy Shepard playing yes. ball. And I'm telling you that Reed Shepard, he got it from his mom. Uh, his dad. Yes. They have birthed a super athlete. Yep. And um, I grew up watching her play and playing ball myself. And uh, I ended up attending UK and I never left. Mm. And so that was... Ooh, 24 years ago at this point. Yep. But my degrees are in sociology, history, and a master's in education. I just love people. Mm-hmm. I love learning about cultures. Um, I love yeah, just connecting with people who are different than I am. And 
uh, I love history because it's just really gossip that actually yeah, happened. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And so uh, I just stayed. Um, right out of school, I worked at a, a college in admissions. So I was selling based around a tour. Oh, yeah. And um, from there, I worked for a Lexington company and helped them take a, a product they had for horses that mm. they were um, cross-marketing to, to humans, a hyaluronic product. It, it's called Baxel. Mm. And I helped them take it to market. And I learned a lot in that space uh, because in the end, I got it to like 2,500 uh, shops uh, from here into to Hawaii. And uh, the catch was uh, anybody within these natural food stores could get a free bottle to try it for themselves because, you know, oh, it's not going to sell them right. itself. Yeah. It needs people to help do that. Um, but they just had to go through my little tour and learn about it so that that way they could have effectively sell this. And it worked. And it was really taking off. Um, so uh, shortly after after a couple of years working at this company, my husband decided to open up uh, his own school, mm. uh, getting inspiration from our time in admissions, just recognizing there was a need for short-term education that didn't require, you know, two to four college years. Right. Yeah. It didn't require all of the financial commitment that yeah. comes along with those long programs. So we opened the Medical Institute of Kentucky 20 years ago, and mm-hmm. I helped him launch that and open up new schools. And uh, from there, it's just grown and grown. And so he now has a, a national concept that caters to military spouses. Um, he just opened a trade school called Choice Career Tech so in Lexington. Cool. And he's opening up a bartending school right now. And oh Bites of the Bluegrass will have a little office in that space, along with Harlot PR. They're actually moving in tomorrow. And this is uh, the space that's over the Grove downtown yeah. on Main Street. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're opening up. And... Uh, um, kind of what what took me to this point. Now, working with your husband is very difficult. That's what uh, I was while, about to ask. Uh, well, if you've gone on a tour with me, you know that he is my husband <laughs> slash assistant. He's yes. typically on these tours <laughs> because, like me, he loves meeting new people and mm-hmm. drinking and eating. And um, and so I, I didn't. It was just tough just being together twenty four seven. So I ended up stepping away from the schools and raised kids for ten years. Uh-huh. And um, our youngest is twelve. I was homeschooling her after COVID because I love sleeping late. Oh yes. <laughs> and and she was really putting her foot down and, and wanting to go back to school. And we were actually on a food tour in Nashville when we were having this conversation. And I was thinking, what am I going to do with all of this energy? And I was also looking at my family saying, why have we never got on a food tour in our own city? Right. And I looked it up and there wasn't one. Uh-huh. And I looked at them and said, I want to start a food tour. And so I did. Yeah. Courtney, I did. Uh, now, that's it. what was that first tour like? Like, how were those first few months? And was it scary to take that big leap? Uh, that's a great question. That first tour was incredibly nerve wracking. <laughs> I rarely get nervous. Uh-huh. Rarely. But I was shook that day. I made... A, a a a big mistake. Well, it ended up not being a mistake, but but <laughs> I um you know I wrote to uh, Mary Quinn Raymer, uh, who's the yeah. president of Visit Lex, and does so much for our community. I had found her name on the internet and just wrote her an email and said, "Hey, I'm going to start this walking food tour. May I use the visitor center as a meeting point?" Right. And she responded right away and said, "Oh, please come in and talk to us and tell us uh. about this." And it was just luck that at that time, Visit Lex had been tasked with actually coming up with a walking food tour for our city. So they were thrilled that um, I had developed the concept and was ready to go. Right. And they have been nothing but supportive from day one. And so to give myself a hard deadline, I said, okay, the first tour is, I think it was like May 17th mm. or, or maybe 
that date sticking out because that's the first derby in 1875. <laughs> but it was May something. Yeah. A, a, a May 8th of some sort. And um, I, I said, okay, I'm doing the first tour on this date. And I invited all of them along with down, down, like some partnership people like uh, my girl, Laura Farnsworth. Yes. And um, I probably shouldn't have invited this kind of audience on the first tour, but that's what I did, along with lots of influencers who I now call friends. Yeah. And we had a we had a great time, but um, I was a little nervous. I was able to shake it off. I don't know if it was uh, so much nervousness, even though as just excitement. There was mm-hmm. such so much adrenaline. I had researched so much. I'd yeah. practiced so much, and uh, I was just overwhelmed. But all that's gone. It feels like. Uh, just a cozy little thing to do at this point. Um, I mean, now if you're in Lexington, you automatically hear about Bites of the Bluegrass. Like, it's become this thing that everyone knows and everyone loves. What does that feel like? And how are the tours now different from those first few months? Well, you know, it's so nice of you to say that. I'm I'm also completely unaware of that. But <laughs> let really me be nice. the first to tell you. <laughs> I'm just thrilled to I'm just thrilled that people keep buying tickets and that I get the chance to show the city in this unique way. And I, I truly mean that. Uh, it feels great to pass people uh, that I know and the our downtown community is much smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's incredibly friendly. And uh, I love pointing people out as celebrities on the tour, which always confuses <laughs> out-of-towners. But <laughs> I do it nonetheless. Right. I have that headset. And when I see you, I'll say, and celebrity sighting, there's Courtney from Do Good Podcast. Hi. And everybody always plays along. People are honking and waving the, and waving from their cars. People have gone on tours or just know me so in other fun. ways. And so in that way, it's fabulous because, you know, it makes the girl feel good. But other than that, visitors leave going like, what is this place? Right. Where everyone knows each other and everyone's happy. Yes. Like it gives them the greatest impression. And that's exactly what this whole experience is designed to do. I want visitors to walk away knowing how special our city is, mm. how progressive it is, yes. and that we don't align. We don't actually align with these stereotypes that typically come with us. Uh, we're known for a lot of uh, not the best things. Right. And it's just not true, gosh darn it. Yeah. And so I want people to just walk away with a really fond memory of this city. And everybody playing along the way they do just certainly um, lends to that credibility. And people are just walk away like, wow, what a place. Mm. Now, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the Queen, Weta Michael. Of course. And I know that you have a lot of things coming up in partnership with Weta. Yeah. Tell us about what we can expect from the rest of 2024. So, uh, Weta Michael, if you don't know, is the queen of Kentucky cuisine. If you don't know, now you know. Oh, exactly. She has uh, owned Holly Hill Inn for a little uh, over 30 years now. Um, She is uh, from Thermopolis, Wyoming, and moved here at a young age. Her father was a professor at UK, and she grew up where Nutterfield is today. Her Mm -hmm. father was uh, um, all the lived in married housing, and she explained to me that. Everybody got their own little garden. And so there were all these international flavors being grown. And from an early age, she was pulled into food that way. And then she was part of UK's debate team. Her coach was uh, Roger Salt, who was um, her her business partner on Holly Hill Inn. Mm. And he eats there almost every night. (laughs) I I see him. I I don't actually know him. I need to introduce myself to him. But he's there. It's a long partnership they've had. And um she really grew to love food more as they traveled with debate because they would go to like Greek town in Chicago and, you know, um, 
Roger Salt was always exposing mm-hmm. them to these flavors, and so, and she also tells me that she's very competitive, which I can see. Oh, for sure. Uh, and she loves adrenaline and the adrenaline of debate, which, by the way, her team won her of senior course. year. Uh, the adrenaline with debate, she says, you know, really aligned for her um, in, in a kitchen, and so she goes off to New York to culinary school. And the first day, she meets her husband Chris, and that was mm. that was a wrap. She comes and she came back here to connect people like only she can through food. Um, She has eight unique places. I mean, who does that? Right. Each one tells its own authentic story about people and places and just expresses a true love for an authentic Kentucky and and farmers and farming. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't take shortcuts. She is a lifetime Kentucky Proud honoree, having spent more than $4 million to date. I mean, she really... It's just as authentic as it comes and finds keeps finding new ways to put our state um, on the grand stage for the rest to learn about. Mm. And I just couldn't admire her more. She brings people together and supports our community through initiatives like yes. Food Chain and, um, and just women in general. Uh, she's got feasts coming up again in May. I'll be the MC of that event. Oh, fun. And she, uh, for the second year, yeah. and she... Uh, uh, brings all the top lady chefs from around the nation together so that we can raise money to benefit uh, the initiative that she has through Food Chain to help solve uh, food insecurity within our community. Mm-hmm. They give out uh, thousands of hot meals every year, and kids are able to get off the bus there to learn how to cook food so they can help put dinner on the table for their parents to get mm-hmm. knife safety classes. I mean, I could go on and on. She's the, the queen. coolest. She's the coolest. But anyway, yes, together. Um, yes. All of my food tour dreams are coming true because <laughs> um, we did not have a tour together called Just a Few Miles South in honor of her cookbook. Uh, we've we've had three of these so far. It is absolutely magic in a bottle. It's a five-hour tour where, that starts at the Holly Hill Cooking Studio, mm. which is something we'd opened. It's almost a year old. It'll be a year old this summer on Main Street in Versailles. And we go through her bourbon tasting game, which is so fun. <sighs> uh, um, we'd, uh, it's really a science experiment that's <laughs> the most fun science experiment uh-huh. I've ever yeah. been part of, where um, she uses flavors from like toasted hazelnut or uh, aged Parmesan or sorghum to <clears throat> help us learn about our palates. Mm. And that's good because this is a, a, a celebration for the palate, the rest of right. the store. From there, we go to Saxony Farm, which is um, a storied farm owned by the Hunley family. Mm. Uh, Broussard's parents ate at Holly Hillen every Friday. And so we really got to know them. Uh, Broussard and his sister and his wife, Rosie, still keep it going through lots of different experiences and, and weddings. And we get an insider's tour there. And the Holly Hill team is waiting with hors d'oeuvres. The next round is going to have oysters served two ways. Mm. Uh, it's going to have dressed eggs royale with lump crab salad. We'll mm. be having bourbon champagne cocktails. Then we get mm. back on that luxury bus and we go to Holly Hill Inn, which is closed just for us. Matt Castle's playing music. Uh, massive spread, Kirk's family style. And this is actually prepared by Chef Wida. Uh, so a chance to eat directly from, uh, you know, what, what she's created. And this next menu has got... Um, Stuffed quail with fig. It's got blood orange salmon, Mm. uh, country ham, loads of sides. It's all you can eat with signature cocktails. I see you moving, Courtney. You're feeling it. Yes, my belly is growling. Wine, local craft beer. And then uh, dessert is going to be chocolate-covered strawberries and um, a chocolate tort, something incredible like that. I I don't have the menu right in front of me, but 
It is a five-hour love fest mm. for community, for each other, for incredibly interesting history and the people who helped built what we have today, and uh, just a chance to fall in love with Kentucky all over again. How can people learn more about getting tickets and the other things that you have going on this yeah, year? Yeah, bitesofthebluegrass.com. You can hop to the website and see the tours that we offer. Uh, there are walking food tours. There's a distillery district tour that's a walking tour that visits um, several places for bourbon tastings, uh, along with uh, some food stops, and really helps you understand that campus as a whole mm. and all the distiller drama behind how bourbon got its starts and the distillers that... Uh, yeah, made such big impacts on the community that we have today. And then we have a Cocktails and Bites tour where you uh, hear about lots of Kentucky drinking history yes. as you travel to some different lounges downtown for four cocktails and three small plates. And then um, I've got some other stuff coming up. Mm. So fun. But BitesOfBlueGrass.com so will tell you about those tours, and that's a chance for you to, to purchase the tickets right there. Now, before we move on to segment two, I want to do something a little fun. Okay. I want to challenge you a little bit, which probably won't even be a challenge. But let's say that you become the official food ambassador for Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. And you have to introduce our culture, our town, to somebody who has never even heard of Lexington. Okay. What dishes, what restaurants, what experiences are you recommending? Hmm. That is an interesting question and one that I was just asked because I'm going to be, <laughs> um, Bites of Bluegrass will be featured on a pilot series called Sports Town ah. in a few weeks. And for that show, because it's focused around sports, we're going to go to Zim's Cafe because yeah. it's in the heart of downtown near Rupp Arena. And this is owned by Chef Weed and Michael, so a great way to connect to the farm-to-table um, culture that we have mm -hmm. here. So it would be something farm fresh there, probably um, a Benedictine as we're rolling into mm. spring. That's something that WIDA will have on our menus. It is a traditional spread that originated in Louisville that uh, comes from cucumbers being squeezed to death into this <laughs> delicious spread that you add to country yes. ham sandwiches uh, or with crackers on a board, anything really. Or pimento cheese. Mm. Um, soup beans is something that WIDA has in all of our restaurants. And then hoe cakes, which are yes. uh, the great perfect little shovel that have been used since as early as 1670. <laughs> uh, with colonists having influence from Native Americans' use of white corn. Um, and then, well, I'm not going to go down the whole cake path. But anyway, um, <laughs> from there, we're going to go to Sawyer's. Uh, Jim Sawyer, I love that man. That place has been a staple in Lexington for 37 years. You absolutely have to go there before Rupp Arena. Mm. He knows how to make the best hamburgers and chili yes. in town. And, you know, Jim's been serving our community because uh, he worked for Charlie and Barney's, which is where his spot was over in the old festival market in the beginning. And he was having a bad day, as he t tells me, and was kind of complaining to his table. He said, you know, if this was my place, I would just serve assembly style. I would keep it easy mm. and just focus on having the best food. And the guy looks at him and goes, how long have you worked for me? This is the guy that owned the whole national chain. He ends up changing his concept to do just that. And then when Jim graduates college, he gives him the chance to buy that location. And he uh. did. And that was 37 years ago. Uh, and this is the kind of stuff that you'll hear on the food tour as well, so that you truly are connecting to businesses and their concepts in a real way that encourage you to allow you to come back really mm. easily. But uh, from there, we're going to go to salt and vinegar, although Chef Greg Spalding doesn't know that yet. Hopefully, he'll have <laughs> us. Uh, but oh, this is a uh, we, we visit Chef Spalding on Saturdays at the Ethereal Public mm. House location on Vine Street. Uh, he has a whole hog program where he buys from a Lincoln County farm. He does all the butchery himself so that he can pass those savings on to um, customers and his employees. And he crafts 
really fine cuisine in this casual setting, which is so Kentucky, mm. <laughs> you know, and it's a historical building. So we we definitely go there. And then we're going to end the Grove for dessert because uh, Avina Kylie is, uh, is on, there on that Irish corner. And, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but Lexington was featured on um, on the Today Show on Monday yes. as um, as a great alternative about a place uh, t- to go other than Ireland. I yeah. Mean, this is the United Crazy. States, Ireland, right? <laughs> yeah. And Avina has always said to me, as uh, she made her home here from Ireland, um, it looks just like Ireland, but better weather. That was my <laughs> impression of you, Avina. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> but uh, she's not wrong about that. <laughs> you know, so we'll end there in a space that's uh, mural lined by the talented Wally Cottle yes. and have uh, a little bite from Lauren Miller of Fable Charcuterie and then uh, Stefania, who owns Luna Cutie Food Truck uh, for, for dessert. So, uh, that's pretty that's quintessential Kentucky. But there are so many great options. Uh, and there are so many tie-ins like School Sushi and Buddha Lounge. Mm. And, you know, Kentucky Christmas is celebrated in Japan. We get into the story behind Takeshi Okawara and KFC and our own sister city in Japan. Um, it all comes back to Kentucky. Mm. It's all tied in. Today we're going to Mama Tequila. I love them. Pies and Pints. Yes. Fabulous uh, female-owned out of West Virginia by Kimberly Shingledecker. Uh, with really unique pies. I don't know. It's like choosing your favorite child. There are so many great <laughs> options about how to um, to let people know that um, what our food seems like. But most of all, I want them to know it's collaborative. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's collaborative. It's filled with hospitality and great food. Erin, what's the dream for you? Yeah. If there was no limit on budget, no limit on resources, support, what is the overall dream? Huh. Well, I guess if we're talking about um, food tour world, I just want to continue to create experiences that I would want to go on. Mm. Um, I just think about, uh, wow, it'd be fun to go around downtown with an elf and make it full (laughs) of uh, Christmas history tied into Kentucky and have snowball fights and carol and... um, and that's what I created. And yeah. I did that in December, both December's past, um, just to continue to have people show up so I can keep creating uh, these things that are a lot of work, but it never feels like work because it's just so great to to share community in this way and um, help connect Lexington to locals and visitors alike. Mm. Now, every episode, we like to do this thing. Okay. BGCF Fast Facts. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? I'm ready. What are you reading right now? I'm reading. I just started Horse by Geraldine Brooks. She's a Pulitzer Prize winning author. It's about the horse Lexington. He was born in 1850, won the first six or seven races. I'll tell you more coming on Walking Food Tour to find out. But uh, <laughs> but I just started reading it. It's part fiction, part nonfiction, uh, because it's about the special relationship between um, a black horseman and Lexington. Mm-hmm. Although the fiction part is probably, it was well, not a stretch because black horsemen right. actually absolutely dominated um, the sports of the horse world and in its beginnings until they were pushed out in the 1900s. But um, that's what I'm reading. Uh, It's close to home. I've heard great things about it. And I run across people all the time in our visitor center who are literally coming to our city just because they read that book and they Mm. want to come see um, Lexington on display at the International Museum of the Horse and go to some of the farms and places that are featured in that book. So I thought um, instead of recommending it all the time, I should also read it. So that's what I'm reading. Mm, what are you watching right now? I am watching a lot of things, but what I just watched has blown my mind. 
Narcotic Farm. Are you aware that the prison on Leestown Road was once a drug hospital slash prison? No. Girl, you need to watch this. It's on YouTube. It's 55 minutes. So it opened in 1935. There's a book written about it. I, I, I was aware that it had been a drug hospital, but I didn't. I was unaware that this was like the world testing center about how we treat drug addiction through human clinical trials. So anyway, mm. it had great intentions at first um, to uh, remove addicts from the general population within prisons and treat them through Freudian uh, techniques, right? Mm-hmm. But we all we know today that drug addiction is a physical addiction as well, yep. and that talking through it is not going to uh, to um, create a positive outcome, right? Right. So it, it ends up going sideways, and they they're testing actual like addiction drugs or studying the process of addiction through the inmates themselves. And this was all shut down in the 1970s as Congress heard uh, about the Tuskegee Institute and all this was written into legislation, right? But to, to make it even more interesting, mm. some of the most famous jazz musicians stayed there because heroin had infiltrated that world. Right. And a lot of these guys spent time at this narcotics farm and went on to have incredibly huge careers afterward. Ray Charles is in interviews <gasps> left and right saying, just got back from Lexington. He had several stunts at the narcotics farm. Oh, my god! And all these talented musicians in this place literally created a band that like went on the road and appeared on Johnny Carson as a narcotics farm band. And, and we're featured in this way. And it's just an unbelievable part of history. And there's so much more of this in our city that nobody's talking about. I'm actually blown away. Yeah, well, go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's 55 minutes. It's free. Just give it a watch. So that's what I just watched. <sighs> what are you listening to right now? Uh, I'm listening to an audible book that I just started um, yesterday that my therapist sent me. And it- <laughs> Those are the best. Those are the best. So, Samantha, I t- I'm taking your advice right now. Uh, it is about um, resetting yourself and not taking part in hustle mm. and, like, uh, uh, toxic hustle. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um like this, this notion that we have to constantly like be in hustle mode yeah. to be successful. Yeah. So she's telling me to slow down, and I'm listening to uh, this woman who has has advice to offer from her own experience of being caught in hustle culture. So that's what I'm listening to right now. Do you have a hard time with hustle culture? Yeah, I always I feel like I should be doing does. something. Yeah, and you know, as um, a mother and wife, there's always somebody wanting something as from you. As a woman, right? And we have been told at such at such an early age to uh, be agreeable and to not let anybody yep. down and to be everything to everyone. And it's hard to break away from that mindset, um, you know, because I think we all have a little bit of people pleasing within For us, sure. and we don't want to let people down, and so it's hard to say. To say no or to slow down and take time for yourself. So mm-hmm. and I probably won't do any of this, but I, but I'm. <laughs> but it's nice to learn. But about I it. am listening to <laughs> yeah. how some others do it. Uh, what are you eating right now? Oh, I'm so excited. What okay, are you eating right now. Uh, you know, tonight I'm going to make this dish, and I can't remember the name of it, although it do- does have a name. It's flour and egg that you put in a Dutch pan, and then you put it in the oven, and then with that is like this a bunch of cremini mushrooms that mm. are all grilled up with like a balsamic glaze, and then you dump it on half it's like a pie that comes out then you dump it on this like egg souffle it's all like 
fluffy when it comes out, like a big bubble, you know? And then you put arugula on top and another little oh, balsamic. That's what I'm having tonight. So good. Um, whenever you figure out what that's called, please send it my way. Yeah, absolutely. What are you most scared of? Huh, what I'm most scared of? I don't know. Let me think. Um, I guess it would be like, I don't know. Uh, visitors coming to Lexington without having a great experience and mm. understanding our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, it, it can be a little hard to connect for some people. Um, Visit Lex does a tremendous job of, of bringing people here and sharing things from their website, but not everybody is savvy as they're traveling and knows to check in those places. And um, yeah, I'm scared that people are going to come here and walk away and not uh, get to experience Lexington for all that she is. Mm. On the opposite end of that, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of not letting fear stand in the way of being Mm. vulnerable. Um, I am completely willing to make a fool of myself. And for that reason, it allows me to take risks that... um, that you know are, are hard to do if fears rule in your life and mm. and every little thing you're worried about what people are going to think. So I'm most proud that I have the ability to um, tell people how I feel um, when I love someone. I let them know and to be willing to start a walking food tour business in hopes that people will come out. But you know, uh, taking a risk that it could fail as well, and mm. just continuing to do those things. Who do you look up to? I look up to Weta Michael. I, I, I look up to a lot of people, but um, Weta's on my mind right now uh, from having just uh, talked about her. I love the way that she supports our community and people, particularly strong women. She yes. loves strong women. And she has just a seamless way of bringing people together. And she always shares the stage every step that she takes. Um, Weta chooses to have these, you know, really authentic restaurants her team is so talented and they've all been with her forever Mm -hmm. i mean she really takes care of people and she really takes care of um communities and um she just finds all these unique ways to uh celebrate what's been built and as she's you know has, has leveled up throughout her career she is always taking someone to walk alongside of her and i think that's tremendous why do you love our community I love our community because it cares for people, and that sounds cliche, uh, but I've experienced it myself. I was, um, you know, not engaged with the downtown mm-hmm. community at all until I started this food tour. I actually live in Nicholasville, right past the county okay. line on Harrodsburg Road, and um, the community that I was involved in at that point used, typically just revolved around uh, my kids in school. Sure. Uh, that's who we were around, and during COVID. You know, I think all of us experienced some surprises in terms of um, learning about our friends and family in a new way and um, realizing that a lot of their beliefs did not align with mm. my, my own. And so I felt the the need to align myself with uh, people that shared more of those beliefs that were mm. very important to me. Uh, and I'm just at an age where I want to spend my time with people who share the same core values. And so I thought, I need to make some new friends. And so I created the change that I wanted by, by plugging into this community. Mm. And it's been exactly that in way, way more. Um, this community opened me with open arms and uh, just I, I continue to be surprised by all the fabulous people who are who feel the same way and are using their talents to uh, bring the community together and continue us forward. Why do you love yourself? 
Well, we all struggle Hmm. with that, right? We all struggle with loving ourselves. But I love myself because I feel like I can be a good example to um, maybe women entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general. Women in general. I'm proud of um, myself because I think I'm a good example for my kids, especially uh, my my daughter. Hmm. Um, Just, you know, reminding... um, Reminding her that she, she doesn't need to make herself small. She can make herself as big as she mm-hmm. wants to be and, um, and and do whatever she wants as long as she's treating people right. Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that karma, good karma, yeah. and how you treat people will um, open doors and in uh, the same in reverse. Uh, you know, um, if you're not doing those things, it's, it's coming your way, yeah. you know, and I just, uh, I don't know. I live by that and... That's just, again, I guess kind of how I'm made because I'm truly interested in people and just think every little thing about somebody is pretty great if they're if they're using their (laughs) talents in a way that makes their life uh, one that's going to, you know, worthwhile. Um, And that's what I value. Mm. Last question. Remind us how people can get in touch with you, how people can learn more about Bites of the Bluegrass. Give us all of the goods. Yeah, please follow uh, on social, on Facebook and Instagram and newly to TikTok at Bites of the Bluegrass. You're going to see tours in action, lots of pictures, um, and just keep up with our tour partners as well that will feature in special events to stay in touch with in the city. You can also go to bitesofthebluegrass.com. You'll learn about each tour. Uh, you'll also find an email and a phone number there, which gives you a drink, uh, direct link to your local food tour gal mm. that's me uh, no, no no nothing fancy going on here that's just my cell phone so if you have any questions just uh just give me a call or have any if you want to help in, in booking please do that also we do lots of private tours corporate mm. tours uh and uh we're we're Likely going to have some cool collabs coming up uh, with a walking history tour and also even a pedal tour uh, with oh, Big Blue Peddler. So cool. um, I'm I'm thinking that one's going to be an inner city distillery district tour. Yeah. So we could go to uh, do Weedus Bourbon Tasting Game at Zim's Cafe, load up on that pedal bike after we get a little sip yes. of bourbon in us, and go over to the distillery district where we'll pop in and, and uh, have some a tasting with either Pepper or RD1 or, or mm-hmm. Barrel House. And then I'm going to, uh, Town Branch, if you're listening, I'm going to ask you to uh, be a stop uh, along with Fresh Bourbon and then Cocktail University, a space that my husband's open opening once he gets all his ducks in a row. Uh, we'll offer for some cocktail classes there. And so it'd be a cool way to sip and uh, pedal throughout the yes. city, learning all kinds of cool history as we go. Erin, thank you so much for being here. This was so amazing. It was great to meet you. I'm obsessed with you, like, in a dangerous way. So um, you will be seeing more of me. Oh, I um, love that. Special thanks to Kaylee. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you are, this is an open invitation for you to just, like, come and live in this podcast studio whenever you well, want. Well, um, girl, be careful what you <laughs> ask for because I'm eating this microphone right Listen, now talking you too go, much. You have I'm things not a quiet coming girl. up. You call me and okay. we, we'll get you in here. Well, you're thank so sweet. You and so by the way, did you're nominated for something in the best elects, yeah? Yeah. What are you nominated for? Let's um, talk about that. Have you been talking about that? Mm, not on the show. Why? Which is crazy. I don't know. It's, Why? I, I don't know. It okay. So That's nervous. something I, I love about myself, too, or that I'm starting to love about myself. It's hard to receive love, right? It's hard. It's but really hard. If you're not going to, and, and actually, I, I heard Weta. Um, talk at a cooking demonstration and and what she said resonated with me and another thing that inspired me to create this walking tour she was 
discussing the fact that she grew up in a generation where she was told to not be boastful, right? Yes. She's like, and, and so as a result, all the chefs from this generation, they don't talk about how great their food right. is and how, um, how, how great their menus are. And she's yep. like, all these, you know, and a lot of new chefs are coming on and they are talking about this. And, and she's like, why aren't we celebrating our, our food culture? If we aren't, who is? Right. Who's going to? Oh, I love that. So, and that's the same for ourselves. Yeah. If we're not, um, if we're not spreading the love about yes. our own selves, why would we expect someone else to? Well, girl, I'm nominated for best local podcast. Period. I'm also nominated for best local radio host. Hello. Period. As you should be, so, queen. go in there and vote for me. That's right. It's so fun. And while yes. you're at it, vote for Bites the Bluegrass yes. for best influencer. I didn't even know I was yes. an influencer, but <laughs> anyway, I don't expect to win that one. I, I'm in there with a huge <laughs> group of people. I'm not worthy. It's just kind that I'm even mentioned, but I do want to win best local tour. Yes. Get in there and vote for me there. And then uh, Best Woman Out Business. How kind. Again, just glad to be mentioned in that group. But your girl wants to win Best Local Tour. So go vote for me so I can sell some more tour tickets. Yes. We're we're all going to be there. We love it. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.